Welcome to N20XX. This series takes the listener, year by year, into the future. From 2040 to 2195. If you like emerging tech, ecotech, futurism, permaculture, apocalyptic survival scenarios, and disruptive science, sit back and enjoy short stories that showcase my research into how the future may play out. Lewis's mother worried that he would grow up to look ugly. But she needn't worry, his low bushy brows and odd mouth make him remarkably distinct. He works the night shift in a convenience store in Paris. The single aisle store is jam-packed with items. Customers need to take items carefully so they don't knock a bunch of them off the shelf. After midnight, the store and street outside are usually dead quiet until 5 to 6 in the morning. He sits almost hidden behind plexiglass and display racks playing on his foldable or listening to comedy podcasts. One night at 2 a.m., he hears a commotion outside and leaves the tight space of the store to have a look. Police block off the streets with patrol cars, teams of people walk around and a big blue crane lifts its boom over the rooftops. For the next few weeks, a movie crew films on the street outside the store. Sales pick up, and Lewis gets to know some of the movie people by name. When they want to film a scene in the store, they hire him to play the part of, the nighttime clerk. That's how I was discovered, he will tell an interviewer while he shifts around in a cushioned seat, nodding and grinning. A few months later, he lands his second part as a cop in a miniseries. He gets the lead role in an indie film about a prince from another reality who loses his memory and lives in Paris as a bum until a plucky female alchemist breaks the spell he is under. His agent helps him set up a TalkTalk Talk account and every post he makes goes viral. In one week, he moves, gets a new wardrobe, and buys his first car. When he isn't elated, he's resting from prolonged periods of excitement. That is when IRDub comes out. IRDub offers real-time dubbing of voices. From movies, it clones actors' voices, translates, mutes the original actor's voice, and adds in the cloned voice with language translation. It matches the emotions of the actors and syncs dub to lip movement so that viewers almost never notice mouth movements not matching the voices. When this comes out, the viewership of movies from around the world makes a giant leap. For the first time in US history, American films make up less than half of the top-ranking films, not 95% as in years before. A Japanese film sets a new record as the most viewed film, in the first two weeks after coming out. At a cast party, when Lewis sees a clip of his first role IR dubbed, he stands and storms out of the room. They stole my voice. No one asked my permission. Lewis counts on his whiny canter. He is not an actor who can become different personalities. Instead, the unusualness of his voice is his ticket to success. And though he is only 20, he sees a dismal future coming for him where anyone can take and use his voice like a cheap plastic toy. He hires a lawyer and sues IR Dub. After three tough court battles and a lot of internet noise, he wins the right to not have his voice cloned. Any cloning software used by the movie industry must keep a registry of all voices off-limits and his is the first name to go on that registry. Family, friends, and countless posters online congratulate him. An interviewer on a late-night talk show asks him, do you feel vindicated? Lewis smiles, showing his odd teeth. I'm just relieved it's all over. When the Prince film comes out, it gets modest viewership, mostly in France.
the other two films he was in show a decline in viewership. He stops getting calls for interviews. His agent has little to offer. Movie people he has worked with won't answer his calls. Stuck in a bad mood, he can only sleep for 30 minutes at a time. He throws his foldable, breaking it against the wall. By the time he returns the new car and moves out of the pricey apartment, the fog of depression envelopes him. He waits two years before getting a part in a suspense movie. The six speaking lines he has are kept in French in foreign versions. He catches some buzz, an interview here and there, strangers posting about him, but it fizzles out in a week. Goggle comes out with its own real-time clone dubbing. Videos from other countries start popping up in everyone's feed. Anyone in the world can listen to podcasts, lectures, and audiobooks originally made in other languages, without a hiccup. It's truly instantaneous. People who already work remotely start working with clients who speak different languages. Globally, almost no one reads subtitles anymore. News people don't hesitate to interview people from other countries. The hype for information globalism continues to increase. Many small but well-established companies that hired voice actors to dub movies shut their doors permanently. High-paid translators must retire or find different sources of income. Lewis becomes a bartender. He teaches himself English, then Spanish, then Italian. Once every few years, he gets a role with no speaking lines and in his autumn years he enjoys some notoriety as the silent actor. One commentator introduces him this way, you may have seen this actor in the background of your favorite movie and wondered, where have I seen him before? Our next guest has been in 24 films and TV spots and has only spoken in three of them. Thank you for listening. My landing page is solomeshan.com. There you can find the companion website to this podcast that includes a timeline and illustrations.